You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Tales from the Bar Side. This is episode 50. We are almost at one year. I know, right? (laughs) Where'd the time go? We were episode uh, 50. Yeah, we we really are. We've missed two episodes. We missed two episodes. This would have been our one year anniversary, but we missed two episodes. So technically, I don't know. We're going to kind of, we're going to figure it out. We're going to do something special. (laughs) But uh, I got my good buddy, Kenny, on the line with us. What up, Kenny? Kenny. It's good to have you here, buddy. Kenny, how long have you been in the bar industry, bud? Oh, you're muted. You're on mute. We can't hear you. There you go. Oh, you just muted yourself again. (laughs) Unmuted. Okay. Am I there? All right. Um, so 16 years. Yeah. Six. So 16. Good long while, buddy, man. Well, I'm a little bit older than you, so I've got 20 in, but <laughs> I think I'm more than four years older than you. Um, I think I did like 24 years in the restaurant industry completely. Seventeen or twelve. So. You're really quiet now. I can't hardly hear you. What's going on here? There you go. Now it's <laughs> sorry. So That's yeah, I did, uh, 24 years in the uh, restaurant industry completely. But 16 bar, you know, that's when life went down. (laughs) (laughs) And what positions have you held in the bar and restaurant industry? um, So pretty much everything. When I was uh, 12, 13, 14, I was a busboy, dishwasher. Um, Then I moved up to serving. I was a corporate trainer for Famous Dave's when I was 19. And then when I was 21, I got my first uh, real bartending job at a Lone Star Steakhouse and Saloon. And I got into management. And then life turned. And then I worked at Hard Rock for shit. I don't even know how long. Remy, uh, how long were you there? So I was there from 05 to 2010 for a good five years. And you were there most of the time I was. I think Were you there before I was or was I there first? Uh, you were there first. You were actually yeah. the person that made me want to work there. Aw, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Heartwarming. <laughs> Dude, I mean, we had some good times. We made some lifelong friends at that place. I still got people that like text me or send me messages on Facebook that I haven't seen in 10 years or 12 years or whatever. I mean, I, I you know, I, I met a waitress there and got her pregnant. So <laughs> like, I got a, I got a kid out of the place. <laughs> Wait, how long were you there, Remy? I was there for five years. From oh, five years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, wild time, but it was honestly, that was one of those restaurants where restaurants and bars, sorry, because I did both there. I served and then I moved into bartending, but it was one of those places where it felt like a family. Like we were a tight knit group. Everybody looked out for each other. Everybody loved each other. Nobody like there was times when nobody would leave until everybody left. You know what I mean? Like we would close that bitch down top to bottom so that when people opened up the next morning, it was pristine and like nobody skated out early. Everybody just hung around and saw. And then we go to the bar and get drunk. <laughs> yep. We turn up and we turn down together. <laughs> Absolutely. I can't tell you how many times I went into that place working a morning shift, like hung over oh, as hell. Those were rough. Those were rough. Oh man. I don't <laughs> I don't want to relive that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're too old now. We can't do that shit anymore. <clears throat> like, the body doesn't recover the way it used to. No. One day hangovers turn into like a week long adventure on the couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so Kenny and I have stayed in touch throughout the years. And it's like, it, you know, kind of like, 
I, w- we've gone as much as like two or three years without saying a word to each other and then pick it up just like, you know, yep. old friends and stuff. And you reached out to me a couple summers ago to offer me a job at the bar you were working at. And then that didn't end up working out because you didn't stay there. But then I got into the gig work with you doing festivals in the summertime. And that was an absolute fucking riot. I got oh, I got to say, man, like, thank you for that. Yeah. Because I met some great people and some great times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. We worked some killer festivals, especially. Uh, what was that? Uh, there was a Cuban festival, wasn't it? Or where, what? What The, the right Cuban fest down at the, the Rooster Tail. Yeah, the Rooster Tail. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was, was a good amazing. time. <laughs> that was a really prom. funny one. Rooster oh my god! And so remember that woman who worked at the Rooster Tail for like fifty-five years, and uh-huh. she was coming by, like trying to tell us how to do our job, and she didn't know what the fuck she was doing. We were making fun of her all night. <laughs> Dude, she got she got like into some dark ass shit in the basement when we were putting the liquor away. She started talking about her husband dying. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, yeah, I just want to put this liquor away in a scary ass closet and go back upstairs. I just want to go oh, home. I just want to get paid and go home. I don't want to hear she, your life story. She, every <laughs> bottle we put away, I swear she took a drink from every bottle that we put back on the shelf. Oh, there was probably like 50 yeah. bottles we put up. Well, that was the cool thing about working those festivals is they're like, yeah, go ahead. You know, you guys can have a beer. You guys can have a shot, something like that. Like, don't go crazy. Like, don't go yeah. overboard. Yeah. yeah. But the core uh, bottles accidentally fell off the truck. Whoops, Daisy. Yeah. They hooked us up though. Like, we uh, I I, I remember there was a couple times when we left, and they're like, you know, if it's an open bottle, we're not going to be able to keep it for next time. So if yeah. if it happens to go with you, we didn't see anything. I was like, that's yeah, those, awesome. Those, those tequila festivals that we worked, man, were pretty awesome. They were. Yeah, I got a couple of nice bottles of tequila. I got a really nice bottle of bourbon from them, too. That was really cool. I was yeah. definitely happy about that. But yeah, just like good times. And and it just goes to show you that like when you make friends in this industry that become like family, like you'll look out for each other forever. You know, oh, somebody so and so needs a job. Like I got the hookup. I got a line for you. Yep. You've built a network over the years that just like pre-COVID times, obviously, can sustain you. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. You, you don't go without a job for very long in this industry. No, it's like, honestly, somebody keeps you in their mind, you know, like you've had a conversation or somebody has reached out looking for a job or something like that. And, you know, a server, a bartender or a manager sees that on a feed and is like, Hey, I got an opening. I know somebody's got an opening and that's just the industry for us. Mm-hmm. Well, so, and it helps to, it helps to know who's, who's a good worker and who's not. Because let's face it, not everybody who's been in the industry a long time do you want to work with. There's some people that you're like, you know, like I'm friends with you and it's cool and we've worked together before, but, you know, like you're that person that comes in and complains every fucking shift and like, Uh no, you know, you only get $30 and you're walking with like $300. (laughs) Right. Or the person that skimps on their side work and doesn't hustle. And so it's like, Uh you, you learn enough about people where you're like, listen, this person is solid. They're going to come in. They're going to be all business. They're going to do their side work. They're going to go home. They're not going to talk shit about people. And you're like, yeah, boom. That's all managers want to hear. I think it's completely different too. Cause like when you find like a really good worker or someone that you've worked with like a bunch of different times, that's like the type of people that you take with you to festivals. That's the type of people that you're like, oh, they're looking for like a really strong bartender that can work like really fast, get drinks in and out. And you're going to make a fuck ton of money. You know, but you're gonna have to be there all fucking day and all fucking night. You right, know, yeah. like yep. 
that's the best. I love like festival time. Cause like I'll do, you know, opening day every year and stuff. And I like work the parties and you work all fucking day and all night, but you make really good money for that day and night. Yeah. You know, it Shit, was worth of- taking the night off work to do it. <laughs> Yeah, some of those days, I mean, you can walk with like 800, 900 bucks easily. Uh-huh. And you, know, you have those days where you're like oh, 100 bucks, but you still had a good time making that 100 bucks. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's and the you're way like I listening to good it. music. Like when you do festivals and stuff, you're listening to good music. They're super relaxed about like you having a couple of drinks. Like you can have fun too, but you just can't be like blackout behind the bar. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've had a moment like that before. A couple of them. Oh, there's a fine line. There's definitely oh. a fine line. <clears throat> oh yeah. I remember a couple of those festivals when I was like, I better slow my ass down before I don't get invited back to any more of these festivals. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, why I'm, that's why I'm glad that I slowed my drinking down before I worked those festivals because <laughs> you and me together, man, we probably would have walked off somewhere and not, never came back. You know? <laughs> never come back. <laughs> Yeah, well, and and Amanda, like when I met Amanda the first time, you know Amanda, she she walks up and she's like, "Who wants to do some of this Jägermeister with me?" It's like <laughs> ten in the morning. I'm like, I just I just made a new best friend. What's up? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, we, uh, totally. We hit it, we hit it off and and became real good friends after that. And yeah, yeah, it's just like it. It's a culture, and if you're if you're in, you're in. You make a good impression on people; they invite you back and stuff like that. So let's talk about the bad news, though. So you guys just shut down. Obviously, you had you had a new gig. You were how how long were you at the place that you were just at? Um, I was there for two months. Right. So like you right, were just right when the shutdown lifted. You know, right. well, kind of lifted if you want to call it that, and then to this shutdown. So. Yeah, two months. That sucks, man. I, yeah. I feel for you. Are, are you guys doing carry out or anything, or just completely nothing? Shutdown? They they said the last time that they did the carry out only during the shutdown, they said it hurt their business. So yeah. you know, it, it's cool. You know, they pay me good. They're a good company to work for. And they don't fucking try to micromanage you. Love it. You know, I I I get, I get nothing but compliments from them, and they want to take me along for you know their business trip. You know, so. Nice. Yeah, but you know, who knows when this thing's going to be over and what the hell is going to go on when this thing is over, if you want to call it over. Exactly. And in the meantime, like people got to eat, they got to pay their bills, they got to find a way to put food on the table. Yep. It's like you can't just shut down indefinitely. Oh, dude, I'm a fucking traveling mechanic now that the shutdown happened. You know, it's not summertime, so I'm shit going on, but working on cars in the cold. So yeah, that doesn't hey. sound like fun. No, I'd rather but, be in a nice, toasty, warm restaurant listening to Karen's. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Is this medium well? <laughs> <laughs> I ordered this thing medium well. <laughs> like, yeah, like, well, there's your first problem. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. I see. I always like work in nightclubs and stuff. Remy knows that. Like, I work in nightclubs, so it's like I don't deal with the whole food aspect. I've worked in a couple of places where I've had to serve, and I just don't make it like nearly as long <laughs> i'm like uh no i just want to like give people drinks as quick as possible and uh-huh. then away from them <laughs> yep yep yeah because it's like you know how you know how you're new to the industry and you you put up with people's bullshit put a smile on your face now yeah. it's like 20 years into it you say something to me i'm gonna fucking come at you yeah you know? like if, if, if you 
if you do it the wrong way, you know, it's like, I understand when somebody's having a bad day. I understand when somebody's had, uh, when somebody's got a legitimate problem, you know, they're like, this happened, it was wrong, it was fucked up, and I'm pissed off. And I'm real good at like smoothing those people over and getting them back on our side and being like, you know, listen, we're going to fix this problem. I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again. We're going to take care of you. It's when the people complain about shit that like you have no control over anyways. And they're just, yeah. they're complaining just to complain. But it's like, you like, know what? WAP came on the karaoke jukebox, you know, and, you know, they're mad at that. <laughs> My 10-year-old heard that song. Like, <laughs> Dude, every other song on that box comes on WAP. And I didn't know what it was at first, you know, because I just got back to work and you know, I haven't been going out to bars and shit. So I I start hearing wet ass pussy. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with the jukebox? That's like that song that everybody wants to skip until after nine o'clock and everybody's into it. Uh, Yeah. There is like a too early time to listen to WAP, I guess. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, even for me, and I I, I swear like a fucking sailor, you know, it's like five o'clock comes on. I I can't do it. It feels like it's 5 a.m. for me and I'm listening to that kind of music. I just yeah. can't do it. You know, I put yeah. headphones on, cover my ears. When nine o'clock comes around, I'm into it. You know, I'm on tables dancing, you know, throwing drinks, doing whatever I can. Right. Yeah, you got to play to your crowd. You got to listen to what they want to say. I, you know, that's the one thing I don't miss about the nightclub scene is the terrible music that I had to put up with for a couple of years. It's just like, like, oh, my God, all the, you know, all the new hits of the summer, like over and over and over again. It would just try. Oh, Yeah. Fun. Cause it's not my, cause it's not my cup of tea. You know, it's like, I'm much better at a dive bar with a good jukebox that plays like some rock and roll, you know, like music that I can get into. Well, that's but, why like, if you work at a nightclub, it's nice to work at one that has like themed nights because yes. then you can kind of get like a difference in like the music throughout the week. But oh. I won't do anything that I'm like, I absolutely have to like dress up for or anything like that. It's like, you know, yeah, do like, do like a goth night and a fucking you know disco night and like whatever that's fine but the one i hate is the the dj the dj that comes in every weekend and they play a playlist and it's the same playlist over and over it's like dude you're not a dj you're not playing to the crowd you made a list of songs and you fucking plugged it in you fucking hit a but one button on a computer and that's it i'm like you're gonna play the same fucking list every single weekend like get the fuck out of here go learn a craft seriously like that's just that's like half-assing it I think you're muted again or something, but no, I can't hear you. Oh, there you go. All right. Am I back yeah. yet? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. My cell phone sucks. Um, <laughs> you know that uh, the ACDC song shook me all night long? The yeah. DJ just pressed play on the jukebox thing. Dude, I that's like one song I dread. Every time I hear that when I'm out, I just like, I want to get my beer and just go hide in the corner somewhere because somebody's going <laughs> to dump a Jaeger down my back or something. Well, I used to live, I used to live above Coach's Corner downtown. And this is the uh-huh. old Coach's Corner yeah. when it was in Harmony Park. So they uh-huh. had apartments up above and I was on the third floor. And so like every Friday and Saturday night, if I was home, I could hear whatever the DJ was playing. I could hear all the people screaming. And so the ones that get me were when they play Sweet Caroline, bump, 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 drive me absolutely. Like, I don't ever want to hear that song again as long as uh-huh. I live. I hate that song now. 
Uh, uh, I don't want to hear fucking Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Don't Stop oh, Believing right. is mine for sure. I, I hate that. Oh, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear fucking Living on a Prayer ever fucking no. again. No. And I and I absolutely like it could it could be wiped off the face of the earth forever and ever if I never hear Ice Ice Baby again. I'll be just fucking fine. <laughs> that song sucked twenty five years ago when it came out, and it still fucking sucks today. Yeah. Got Play it. Nickelback over any of that shit, you know? Right, exactly. I, I, just, like, I, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh my god. There's those those songs, you know, and then the DJ, you know, the DJ turns the volume down so that the the crowd can scream like ba 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 for Sweet Caroline or <laughs> South Detroit. Like, yeah. Oh my god, oh, you're man. so cool. Where'd you ever yeah. learn that trick from? Yeah. Sorry, I guess tonight is capping on DJ's night. <laughs> oh man. Uh. They're just doing what the crowd wants. I get it. They're just doing their job. But it's like, seriously, at least change up your playlist from week to week, please. Yeah, I mean, it's not all DJs, but there's like a lot of them in like nightclub settings that do it. They just kind of like go with like, here's my set songs for the night. And they're always going to go in this sequence. Yeah. Uh, They might like move one or two things around, but it's like, no. Yeah. I'm I'm fiend for me. Go ahead. Uh, anytime I hired a DJ for like, say I got like a big biker night coming up. Every time I hire a DJ, I make sure, Hey, I don't want the same five songs played over and over again. Make some shit up. Like just go with it, feel the crowd and do what you got to do, man. I don't care if you're playing from a laptop, just do something different. You know? Yeah. I mean, like everybody plays from a laptop nowadays because that's how you store all your music. Nobody's going to create around like a whole bunch of records with them and shit like that. Nobody's going to bring CDs with them. I get that. But like, I don't know. I hosted trivia for seven years. Right. And part of trivia was to pick songs to play in between the questions so that people would have like a timer to answer the questions. Right. So it was kind of like a DJ. It was like, I'm entertaining the crowd by being on the microphone and playing some music. And every single week I would make a playlist for that week. You know what I mean? Until I had like 60 or 70 different playlists to choose from so that my guests were not hearing the same music every single weekend, week out and stuff like that. Especially if they go there often enough that they would notice. The whole point is to get people to keep coming back week after week after week and build your audience. And you're expecting the same people to be there. I'm like, I'm, I'd be pissed if somebody came in and played the same songs every week. Uh Like Uh that's not the point of this. So I just look at DJing as the same thing. It's like, dude, you work Friday and Saturday night. Like you can't come up with 35, 40 different playlists. You're going from nine until two. Do you know what I mean? It's not that hard. Like, do you want just a weekend job or do you want somebody to hear your banging music and hire you for other shit like weddings and stuff? Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. It's like free promoting, you know, Marketing Absolutely. Yourself, you know, I always got to do that. Well, and on that tip, so, uh, captain 20 DJ captain 20, I don't know if you guys know him. He's, he's like pretty well known. He was at fifth Avenue for a long time. Super nice guy, but like he DJs out in Vegas. He DJs out in LA. Like he goes to, he flies around the country and gets gigs DJing. And it's like, he changes that shit up. He mixes it. He fucking like puts different things in. He doesn't just pick a playlist and hit play and then walk away. It's like, he gets the vibe of the crowd. And then is like, boom, I got this banger from fucking 10 years ago to throw at him. And then I'm going to play this. And it's like, yeah, he plays all the new hits and shit like that, but he mixes it in such a way that it's like fresh and interesting. And as a consequence, most people like they hear that he's DJing, they come to that club. So he's bringing people in. 
And mm-hmm. it's like, that's how to do well, it. Well, that's their job. That's the thing is like, um, then you should be paying their DJs yeah. and DJs should be doing what they get paid to do, which is to actually play the music like live there and promote themselves and bring people in. That's like, it's part of it. So, yeah, for sure. you know. They make a good I living. They, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like they're doing a craft, do. so they should get paid to be doing their craft. But then yes. also, they part of what they do is like basically guaranteeing like some people will come out at least to see me. Yep. You know, any job you do, you got to do it to the best of your ability, right? If you're a bartender, you want to be the best bartender you can be. You want to mm-hmm. make a lot of friends, make a lot of drinks, make a lot of customers happy. That's your job. Yeah, because you don't like. Do- doing that yeah, then you're in the wrong industry you know yeah yeah i mean how many how many times have you uh gone and left your place you're currently bartending at went somewhere new and all your regulars are like hey where are you going you know yep. i'm coming where you are i don't mm-hmm. i don't give a shit about this place i'm coming to you or so. like i still like that place i'm still gonna go to that place but i don't care like i love you yeah so exactly. wherever you are i'm gonna come and visit you like exactly. this is my regular yeah. place and you were my bartender here but i'm gonna go check out wherever you're going because you're so awesome all the time i've had that happen i've got a whole friends list full of people that i made like friends with and regulars with in the bar industry you know people that reach out and fucking you know just say hey what's up every once in a while hey where are you working at now every once in a while because i haven't seen you in a long time what we do man it's what we do that's that's why we're career service and bartenders you know it's yeah. like, that's how you get sucked in <laughs> well that and the cash money all the time that helps <laughs> dude it, it's it kind of sucks being a manager i mean I, I love it because it's guaranteed pay and stuff like that but the thing is you know i get a lot of people that hit me up like hey where are you working now man i want to come up there and see if, like you want to come up here and watch me manage the restaurant right like, I, I, i'm gonna be walking around talking to tables you know uh, i'll talk to you for yeah. like two minutes and then i gotta go yeah, it's not exactly the same as when you're standing behind the bar and they exactly. can sit down and you're making them drinks and bringing them food and yeah. Exactly. It's kind of like the bar's your stage, man. You get to walk back and forth and you entertain the fuck out of the place, you know. That's I miss that. I yeah. I I miss that. I do, but I tell you what, like earlier this summer when we opened back up, uh, you know, I had the job that I was working at downtown asked me to come back and I tried for a hot second to like just do the prep work to get him open again. And then realized I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. And then I had another buddy tried to get me a job and I went in and trained and, you know, it's like everybody's wearing masks and it was a cool joint and they made some really good drinks and it was like nice food and stuff like that. But the customers come in, sit down, take their mask off. I'm like, I I can't do it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna expose myself like that. I know I'll get it, you know, like I just can't do it. So yeah, this place I'm at, man, I mean, I felt completely unsafe. If I didn't have a family, like, honestly, I, I would have went and worked somewhere else. But, you know, this place is jam-packed. There's parties of 20, 30, our whole patio, our whole inside's packed. No mess. People are walking around acting like nothing's ever happened. And it's like, yeah. sit the fuck down. And when you go to the bathroom, put your mask on, be an adult about this whole thing. Yeah. Now look where we're at again, you know? It's, you know, it's unfortunate. And I, and I don't say this because, you know, like I love all my server friends and bartender friends and my heart breaks for everybody who's like, I know people with kids that they're like, how are we going to do Christmas? How are we going to do Thanksgiving? Like, how am I going to pay my bills and stuff? Like, it's heartbreaking. But the fact of the matter is like going out to restaurants and bars is what kept spreading this. Like 
That's, that's one of the main culprits and it's nothing against the industry itself or the people that work in it. You know, I love you all, but like, you can't have people come into an inside place and take their masks off and expect that it's not going to spread like wildfire. That's exactly what happened. You know, everywhere else you go, you got to wear your mask the whole time. You go to the grocery store, you got to wear your mask the whole time. You go to a restaurant, you can take your mask off. That's how it's spreading. It just makes like, sense. You know? Dude, we're in the freezer section. Everybody take your mask off. You can't spread it that way. Right. No, it's not how that works. You can't just open a freezer and expect whatever to die unless it's negative 20, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I'm no scientist, but I've been listening to the scientists and I'm like, it seems like it's pretty obvious the way it spreads. If you're close yeah. contact with people indoors without a mask on, that's how it's spreading most of the time. So bars and restaurants and, you know, mm-hmm. like that's how it's going. And while I wanted to go out and support my friends when they opened back up, I, I did it a couple of times and I did not feel good about it. I was like, yeah, I love you guys. And I'm, you know, here's some money and what, I can't do this anymore. Like, it's not like it was back in the day. You can't just pretend that this thing is going to go away by itself because it's not. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's stressful, man. I mean, uh, I, you know, I got lucky. I knock on wood cause I got one right now, but, uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, man, to, to me, it, there's no dollar you can set out there. That's worth exposing yourself to people that don't give a Thank shit, you. you know? Thank you. Thank you. Like, like, oh, I paid $5 for this drink. I own you. It's like, no, you don't. Now you no. own your shoes. You own your shirt. Maybe you own your shoes. I don't know if there's somebody else, <laughs> but you know, you don't own me. I mean, not for no. $5. You give me a million bucks, I'll get sick and chance dying because like a million dollars, I can take that and go have a fucking great life with it. But your five bucks can fuck off, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. No. That's the way I was looking at it. I'm like, oh, you, you can make $150 a night, $200 a night. Fuck you. I'm going to die for yeah. $150. Exactly. I don't have insurance. <laughs> if I get COVID, yeah. I'm not going to the hospital. I'm not going to get taken care of. They're not going to come up with some cocktail of wonder drugs for me. If I get real sick and fucking die, I'm going to fucking die alone in my room. It's going to suck. Like, so yeah. for 150 bucks a night, not worth it. And, you know, I'm super, super lucky that I had another trade that I got into a little while ago. And I was able to fall back on that, you know, as a bartender and a server, I was always kind of picking up little side jobs here and there and figuring out, you know, good at different things. I do this, I do that. I bartend for a while. I get sick of it. I get fired. I'm like, fuck this place. And, you know, go off and do something else. But when the pandemic hit, I was like, well, you know, I got a, I got a job. I got a fucking job. That's pretty safe. There's only a couple people working there and I don't have to be around the general public and I can go and make decent money. So like, I lucked out, but I know not everybody's that lucky. I and my heart breaks for you, folks. That's all I can say. I, I feel really bad. It if it's sucks. one, if it's one thing this uh, pandemic has taught me, you know, it's my true survivor survival instincts came to play. You know, I took everything I've learned over the years in my traveling. You know, when I lived all around the country and all the different jobs I've taken, and just you know, just to survive out there. Now I'm taking all those, and I'm going to create my own business out of it. You know. I've been running people's businesses and, you know, handling finances and doing all this stuff for other people and making other people rich. It's time to do things for myself and mm-hmm. my family. You know, you got, you I've, got I'm, the knowledge. I'm, I'm done with a fucking $2,000 paycheck. You know, I, I want to double that <laughs> and yeah. I'm not going to do that. Staying where I'm at, you know, 36 years old, time's flying by. Right. Yeah. You know? It only goes faster and faster, my friend. Trust me. Yeah. 
I got a, I got a decade ahead of you. And I'm like, where the fuck did the time go? The last I, I turned around, I was 29, you know, like just getting into the industry and shit, uh, for a couple of years. And yeah, now, now I wake up in my forties and I'm like, what the fuck, you know, like, uh, yeah. but yeah, you, you know, you've, you know how to manage a restaurant, you know, how the, the business end of it runs, you know, how the ordering runs and stuff like that. So like when all this crazy shit is over, there's going to be a lot of places that close down a lot of places trying to sell equipment, pennies on the dollar, trying to get mm-hmm. out of the leases. So, you know, that's hopefully that uh, something will break and fall into your lap to where you can, you can run your own place, man. Dude, I got some, I got some pretty good uh, plans right now. I just, you know, once this whole thing blows over, even if it doesn't blow over, you know, my credit is something that I've been working my ass off and closing on a house uh, on Monday and nice. it, I've been working my ass off to build my credit, something I wouldn't have done bartending because I blew my money on partying and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, now now I'm taking all my paychecks and building credit and doing all the shit taken care of. Now I can plan for a future. And I think that time is going to be, you know, as soon as we're allowed to get back to a somewhat of a normal life, if you call it that, you know, that's when it's my time to do something. It might, it might be a while. I don't, I don't think anybody exactly knows how long it's going to be, but like sometime late 2021 or early 2022, I'm guessing. I'm thinking we'll start, we'll start to see some, uh, normal ways of going out and stuff spring, maybe early summer, but that's the very earliest. That's the very earliest. I, I see anything even moving. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's no telling if it's going to take a vaccine or if it's just going to, you know, if people are finally going to, if they're going to shut us down, like lock, lock down again. I don't think they're going to try that again. I honestly no. don't. Like, and who the fuck's going to want a vaccine anyways? They offer the flu shot every time I go to buy a Snickers. You know, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, let me get the COVID too. You know, like, I don't know what it's going to do to me. Am I going to shit my brains out while I'm in public and not know it? You know, am I going to have a seizure? all this for you know something that people don't even trust as is well i think there's enough people that are going to be um like frontline workers are going to get it first nurses and doctors are going to get it first they're going to give it to a bunch of uh prison inmates first to try and keep it from exploding that population so there's going to be there's going to be guinea pigs for the for the vaccine that you'll be able to know like all right it's safe like it's cool like hey so so my question is who do we consider frontline workers now? Because when I go to the doctors, you know, they keep their distance from you. You have to wear a mask the whole time. You got to wear like all this protection shit and they don't come anywhere near you to like actually take care of your health concerns and stuff like that. You're there for, they want to do video calls. You know, you got servers and bartenders that are putting themselves on the front line. I see them more as a frontline worker than yep. anybody else out there because Doctors, you know, I've, I've gone to seven different doctors. I've had to like basically fire them to find out what's going on with my health because they're so afraid of COVID that they're not doing anything for me. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm out there taking care of like all these guests that are coming in through the doors that aren't, you know, washing their hands or wearing a mask. Right. You know? No, exactly. So, I, there, what I really hope for that comes out of all this is that we find a better way to take care of restaurant and bar employees. Like we should have been unionized 20 years ago when I first got into it. Yeah. I definitely, I definitely think that's a problem in our industry and they've gotten away with it because they're like, look at how much cash you bring home all the time. It's your fault. You don't save enough of it. Well, not all of us work in places where you can make like 60 to 80 grand a year in cash tips. Like it just doesn't work that way. 
And, you know, society in America has been taught to tip us very well. You know, America is one of the only countries in the world where they like throw tips at you. Like amazingly, if you go to Europe, you don't get tipped like this. If you go to, nice. you know, South America, they don't tip like this and stuff like that. But then the restaurants themselves don't have to pay us and don't have to offer us health insurance and don't have to offer us anything. Like, honestly, there, there needs to be like a national kind of board that fixes that, that just makes it so that like, you can still get a job easily. You can still work in this industry, but like, we're going to take care of you a little bit better. I think a union might be the way to go or just like flat out bottom line legislature that says, look, you have to pay them this amount. And if you don't pay them this amount and you're going to make them rely on your tips, you have to pay for their health insurance, something. Yeah. Because like, I mean, look at, you know, how, how many years at Hard Rock Cafe when downtown Detroit was at its worst and, you know, we'd work doubles and we'd be pulling maybe 70 bucks on a double. And, yeah. you know, we, we worked how many hours that day, 14, 15 hours that day, you know, they didn't make up for our lost wages. They didn't pay us minimum wage like they were supposed to do. They're supposed to do that stuff. But mm-hmm. instead, you know, they're like, they, they take your two that weeks average. And, and if yeah. you made minimum wage, which is what it equals to that entire time you worked, it's like, you know, basically I made $9 an hour to make you 50 grand, you know? Yeah. It's, right. it's insane. Yeah. There were some, there were some bad times at Hard Rock. And what's crazy is like when it first opened up, it was boom and people were making oh. money hand over fist. Family and Cup finals and shit. About the time that I came in, it was slowing down for our regular business that like the newness and the shininess of it had worn off. But then you had like events would still draw big crowds. And I was there for the Super Bowl. You know, the Super Bowl week, I made great money. That was pretty awesome. Um, But still, it's like there's always something. And Detroit specifically is one of those cities to where it's like it's a very weird event driven downtown. Like nobody was hanging out there for many years and people would go Mm -hmm. to the suburbs. It's also a super saturated market. There's a million different places to go. You can go to Ferndale, you can go to Rochester, you can go to Ann Arbor. Like there's good restaurants and bars all over Metro Detroit. So there's so many choices for people. So it's like you go to Chicago or like, I got a friend who's from DC or LA or New York. And it's like, it doesn't matter where you work. You're making bank, like you're killing it. You're making tons of money and you can, you can afford to pay for your own health insurance and buy a house and a car and all that kind of stuff. Detroit's weird, man. It's like, it's so kind of flavor of the month and like hot and cold. Like you got to get in at a place when it first opens up and it's the popping new thing and then leave six months later because it's going to be dead and you got to go find the next place and shit. Yeah. That's that's yeah, how to do it in Detroit. And uh, I never and, figured that out. <laughs> and, and and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, as a bartender and a server, it's a, it's a lonely person. Or it used to be a lonely person's world. Like, you're just trying to get by in life. You went through a bunch of shit growing up, and you're just out there making new friends. You're partying. You're not really thinking about a future. You're, you're not thinking about saving your money in a bank. You're living in the now. So, like, whatever you have in your pocket, you're blown right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, at times have changed. Now I see, like, there's married couples out there providing for their, their children while going to college and paying for their college. You have your Brad Namies out there that are just working their <laughs> way through college and saving everything in a 401k. And yeah. then you have your Kenny Remy and we're just, you know, living in the moment. Like, Hey, what are we going to do tonight? What is I can't, going on tonight? I can't tell you how many times I would you know get done working a long shift and have like, 
180 bucks in my pocket and then go spend a hundred of it at the bar, you know, like or wake up like my rent. I just dipped into my rent money. Okay. Uh-huh. How many doubles do I have to pull to make my rent now? Exactly. Here, <laughs> go ahead and put a post out there saying that I'm willing to yep. take a shift and then everyone yep. calls you. Yep. Who wants to give up a shift? Plenty of times like that. Oh, plenty yeah. of hustles, plenty of times when I'd, I'd work two different restaurant jobs, you know, I'd go work a day shift and then work a night shift over at a different place. And, you know, just like grinding yourself down. I'm like, man, where did all that money go? Like, yeah, I was living in the moment. I was partying yeah. a lot. I was having fun. I made a lot of friends. I had a lot of good times and stuff like that. But yeah, when I look back at all the money that I pissed away, probably could have done better with it. You know, yeah, right. I probably could have yeah. saved it up a little bit. Better. Oh, man. <laughs> I just started, I looked at my old like uh like W2s from like back in the day and I'm just holy, holy shit I made that much money and I like how did I get evicted seven times you know <laughs> <laughs> See I never got evicted I never had problems like that I I would always make just enough to get by you know what I mean like I yeah. might pay my I might pay my rent a little bit late, but I'd pay it and stuff, you know, like there was a couple of times when like I, well, and going without food was no problem because you work at a restaurant. You can exactly. always, you're always going to be able to eat. Like you cooks are always going to make you something. Yeah. Yep. And like, especially if you're the bartender, like bartenders don't pay for their food. No, hell you know? no. You can, the servers pay 50%, but the bartenders <laughs> don't pay shit. Like, right. Don't give me that trash. Yeah. Um, so no, eating was never a problem. I never went hungry, but it was like, you know, phone really close to getting shut off, you know, car payment really close yeah. to getting repossessed. It never quite happened. <laughs> but it was like, you know, I'd be living on that. You'd live on that edge. And then you you have a great week, you know, where you make like $1,000, you know, $1,200. Catch everything like, up. Oh, this is awesome. Yeah. But then you're catching up on all your old shit. And Feeling like, man, I worked my ass off. I'm gonna go out and splurge a little bit. Yeah, and rents due. Your new, your next rents due two days later. Yeah, you finally oh, yeah. paid off last month. Right. That's yeah, how it goes, man. There. You, you catch up on all that stuff. You think you're caught up, and then reality sets in. You're like, oh my god, it's the first time. <laughs> yeah the the reality is, the reality is that being caught up means like being ahead of your bills. You know, that's what the real catch up is. And if there's any youngsters out there that are still in the industry, if you're still at a bar that's open or working at a speakeasy or something like save some of your money. All right. Do do yourself a favor, like get yourself ahead three months on rent if you can before you go out and piss all that money away. Have that little nest egg saved up. Have a bank account, for God's sake. I met so many (laughs) like busboys and servers that like didn't even have bank accounts back in the day. Really? Not even a bank account. Like, how do you fucking live without a bank account? You don't have anywhere to put your money? Like, well, you no. just get paid under the table and you just keep it in a fucking shoebox underneath your bed. <laughs> I guess. I've got the same bank account that I got when I was like 16 and I got my first summer job. I've st- I'm still at the same <laughs> bank 40 years later, 30 years later. God, I can't even do math anymore. I'm getting so old. Believe yep. I have a bank account. Don't worry. I have one, but I know other people that are like... I just get paid on the table and I'm like, okay, but aren't you ever afraid of someone coming in, like taking your fucking money? <laughs> like, come on, just have so yeah. much of it underneath your bed. Yeah. But then that's the thing is that they never really have so much of it because they're like, <laughs> oh, I can just work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Living hand to mouth. Yep. 
living yeah. week to week, day to day, hand to mouth. I uh, got, I, you know, I did that for the better part of 20 years in the service industry, just <laughs> yep. like paying Absolutely. the bills as they come due. And sometimes I was a little bit better off and sometimes not, but like, I never had 10 grand in the bank, 10 grand. Oh, Are no. you kidding me? Never. No. Hell no. Never. How the fuck am I going to get $10,000 saved up? And you talk to well, some you- people, they're like 10,000 ain't shit. You had to have gone yeah. to a nice college and had like a secret society, you know, where right. you just sit there and just do stupid shit and get paid millions of dollars. I'm not, I'm not wearing my skull ring tonight. Yeah. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Movie. Right. But no, it, and, and it seems like those are the people that you wait on and you're like, what kind of life did you live? Like you actually, you went to college, you got a job and now like, you've got a house, you've got a nice car, you wear nice suits, you're, you know, you're dressed up and stuff like that. You can afford to go out on the weekends and party with your friends. And just like, you just like have a bunch of money sitting around, like in, right. in the bank, you've got a, what a 401k. Actually, I had a 401k for a little while. I was working at a moving company and they set up a 401k for us. That was the, that was the last time I had a job where like I had insurance and I had a 401k and stuff like that. And I was a fucking mover making 10 bucks an hour. That was balls work, dude. That shit sucked. Yeah, I hate moving. I hate everybody hates moving. moving. And I used to do it twice a day for like two and a half years. It was miserable. But again, it was like there was that that little bit of you know. In two and a half years, I saved up probably fifteen hundred in my four hundred one k. It's gone now, but still, and like you know, if you do something, if you do a job like that for twenty years or any job that offers you a four hundred one k, you can build it up and stuff. I guess there's some corporate restaurants out there that do it, but I'm never working in a corporate restaurant again. So fuck that. Yeah, Me man. Either. And you know, as many people say that they want to be mom and pops, you know, they're never going to be corporate, but they base their entire like business scale on corporate business. <sighs> and you know, they have like all these uh, corporate titles, you know, they got a controller, assistant controller, you know, you got the operations and it's like, uh-huh. dude, you are a corporation, but I mean, yeah. I, I really think that, you know, these businesses, everybody that I know that owns a restaurant or a bar, they own multiple businesses. So they should be taking care of their staff one, you know, they should be, you know, investing in a 401k life insurance, some kind of health insurance because working 80 to 90 hours a week, you know, sometimes you beat yourself up and you get sick, you know, you need to take care of something. You can't because, yeah. You didn't make enough money to pay out of pocket for this shit. Yeah. Tell me about it. I just don't get sick. That's my, that's my whole philosophy. Like, I'm just not going to get sick. <laughs> you better knock on someone. <laughs> my mindset, you know? Yeah. It's, well, it, it, it's like, it's like that fucking, it's like the office space thing. It's like, I don't like my job. I don't think I'm going to go back. Like, <laughs> what, what about your bills? You know, I don't really like paying my bills yeah. either. I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm just, I don't like having health insurance and paying for it. So I'm not going to get sick. That's how yeah, I'm going to live. Perfect. It's a solid plan. It's worked for me so far. So uh, I haven't been, I don't think I've been sick in probably five or six years. Yeah, I did. I, well, I don't get, I don't get colds. I don't get colds. I don't get under the weather. I might get a little sniffle here and there. I pop some vitamin C. I'm good to go. Yep. Get some emergency and a neti pot and anything you had coming on is gone. And honestly, I I believe that like 
by working in the service industry and washing your hands like a maniac 50 times a day, plus being exposed to so many different people and their germs all the time, we've um, built up immunities. Yeah. I feel like I've built up an immune system that's like, you can't fuck with me, man. Like, no, sorry. I'm not yeah. saying that I'm COVID proof or anything like that. I think that's something completely different. I'm right. just saying for like your common colds, I've never had the flu in my life. Like I've been real sick a couple of times, but I've never had like the flu, the flu. I just don't get it. I don't catch that shit, man. I had it one time. I was uh, seven years old and I was like deathly ill for like a week and a half. And after that, never again. So I had, I had strep throat when I was a kid and I got it. I got it twice and it was so bad. I had hallucinations. Like I vivid really remember hallucinations. Um, And then I would, yeah. Never had strep throat again. Never fucking, never had the clap. Never had. Oh <laughs> I don't think I'm becoming that. <laughs> that one's really surprising. I feel like surprised. a lot of people can. Yeah, surprised I never had gonorrhea. Like that fucking just like escaped me somehow. <laughs> Same. It dodged me. <laughs> yeah. I've never had gonorrhea. I'm like, is that common? Like, is it like super crazy common that people do? Like, but kind of. There was a moment where I was like, thank God for mouthwash. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The mouthwash trick. Oh, <laughs> uh, I remember being like 18 and having some old head fucking taught me that. He's like, hey, man, if you're ever with a girl and you're like, you don't trust her or whatever, uh, little fucking mouthwash or some fucking yeah. like 100 proof vodka or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything you find. That, Anything that find. shit. You'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and, you, know, you know. You know how much condoms cost? Yeah, me neither, man. Never use them. Yeah. <laughs> terrible, guys. That's true. I mean, who's got the extra time to take? Oh my god. I spent all my money getting her drunk. That's right. <laughs> I was so broke. I had to get a Coney at the end of the night, you know, had three bucks in my name, two bucks for a Coney and a dollar for a tip, you know, boom. Again, like, so that's one thing too, is like whenever I've been down on my luck and hard up and like, you know, just living shift to shift where it's like, all right, I'm working Tuesday. I can pay my phone bill. I'm working Wednesday. I can make my part of my rent payment, working Thursday, whatever. Always had money to go out to eat and leave a tip for like Coney or whatever, you know, little diner that you went to. I'd eat cheap, but you always got money for a tip. So yep. We do have a question from one of our listeners. Oh, sweet. Our friend Will asked, with everything going on with COVID, what are you guys doing to stay ahead? Uh, ahead. <laughs> ahead. We're trying um, to catch well, up. Well, basically, I'm living yeah. off of my savings and it's dwindling quickly. And yeah, that's what I'm doing. I don't have another job or anything. So yeah, literally never get ahead in this lifetime, especially in this industry. The only thing you can do is anything you can do when you get the moment, when you get the time to, you know, somebody offers you, somebody needs something done. You got to, you got to rely on your, you know, some kind of skill trade that you have, you know, in your background to kind of survive during this shit, you know? Yeah. Contacts, people, you know, people looking out for you and stuff like that. Friends and family who will look out for you. I, again, I have not been back to work in the service industry since we closed down right before St. Patrick's Day. 
I was going to go back and I decided not to. And, and I just got lucky that I had another job, a skilled trade that I learned a couple of years ago. And they, you know, they still needed me. I was actually still working part time there the whole time. And, and I was able to just fall back in full time. I just, I was just one of those lucky ones. So that's what I'm doing and still not getting ahead. I'm still just trying to like, keep my head above water, keeping your yep. head above water. We can buy. <laughs> um, so like I said, I've just been living off of like what savings I have left right now because I, again, just don't have a job, but, um, I don't know. I've been like making Christmas ornaments and I'm hoping to like sell them for a little while and like maybe kind of start like a little bit of a business out of it. And, you know, I've got nothing but time right now. So I'm trying to get crafty with it. And I think that's like kind of like something that I didn't realize I was going to be doing, but it's fun and I'm enjoying doing it. And if I make money off of it, then like once everything opens up again and I go back to work, I can still do this on the side if I'm like enjoying it still. So yeah. that'd be cool. I think I might start an OnlyFans site. I don't know if that anybody's ever done that before, but I was thinking about <laughs> maybe doing that. Okay, so I personally can't because I'm I'm dating someone who would not be okay with that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But but I know a lot of people that do have OnlyFans and they actually make really good money and they don't do anything too crazy on it. Have so you have you, have you they, tried broaching? Not sure if you were being serious or not, but you know, yeah, might be worth it. Have you tried have you tried bringing it up with your boothing recently? Like, babe, times are getting really tough. I'm really He actually about it. like is just kind of like like uh, you know, I guess that would be like an easy way to do it, but he's like, Oh, try and do this other thing that you're doing with the crafting first. And you know, but he's, I don't think that he would be like, I don't think he would ever tell me for sure that he was not okay with it, but I don't feel comfortable doing it. And I don't think that he would be okay with it. If you don't feel comfortable doing it, I I would do it. If I wasn't dating someone, I'm like, okay with people doing it, but I just feel like, you know, if that makes a person uncomfortable, then as your friend, I'm not trying to angle that. for you to do it. Okay. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying like, you need to, you sounds like you're kind of wishy-washy on what your mind is on this and stuff. Oh, no, I'm, I, I support people using OnlyFans. I but would not personally do, do OnlyFans. No, exactly. Not right See, now. If I had a girlfriend, I'd help her do the OnlyFans. Like, I'll take the picture. <laughs> oh, I know I'll people that their boyfriends like, do. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if that's what you want to do, honey, like, I'm a photographer. I can, you know, I really am. I'll do that shit for you. That's just me. Like, I don't care who sees my girlfriend. I'll take the pictures for you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't think that it would be something that we would like be, I guess, agree on me doing. I don't know. Well, fair enough. Like he's telling me what I can and cannot do, but it's just, I don't think it would make him comfortable. So I'm not. Because your, your first statement did kind of make it seem a little bit like that. You know, like, ah, my boyfriend wouldn't be cool about it. Well, I don't think that he would be cool with it. But I don't (laughs) think that he would be like, you cannot do it. I just don't think he would be okay with it. Like, Yeah, he wouldn't be like over the moon like, oh, yes, finally. Yeah, exactly. That's what I've always be like, can't wait for my girlfriend to do that, you know. (laughs) I can imagine if I was 23 years old and this pandemic would have hit, I would be probably passed out drunk on the floor and the video will still be rolling. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely, like, if this pandemic would have hit 20 years ago, uh, or or even, like, 15 years ago, I might not have survived it. 
Like I probably would not have just cause I was so wild. And so just like, like, don't give a fuck about anything at certain points yeah. in my life. Like it's all just a raging party. Like I would have been that idiot going out every weekend still like, okay, let's just drink. It's the end yeah. of the world anyways, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely glad it hit when I was a little bit older and wiser, and a little bit better at taking care of myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Now I feel a little bit better about stuff like this happening because I'm well-rounded now, you know, I'm not, I have both my feet on the ground. If this was six years ago, shit, I don't, I fuck even five years ago. I don't even know what the fuck I would have done. Like, to be honest, like, I don't know if this would have sent me spiraling down or, you you know, it lit a fire in me and I, you know, did something to become a millionaire. I don't know. It seems like the people that are making tons of money because of the pandemic were already rich. Yeah, that's what it seems like to me. You're not finding too many like self-made millionaires that were like dirt poor six months ago that just like, you know, like the 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 dot com boom and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it's it's if people already had wealth, they're making massive amounts of more wealth because of the pandemic, which I you know. All right, I guess that's the way of the world. Like, I'm not crying about it too much, but it just seems like a little ridiculous that so many people in so many industries are struggling right now just to get their basic needs met because everything's been taken away from them to where the billionaires that were already rich making even more money, it seems a little fucked up. <laughs> yeah, but to me, you know, pre, pre-COVID pre the first time, um, I'm not going to name this brewery, but I was working for a brewery and they're a big, big time brewery. You know, I was bartending and serving and uh, managing a couple days a week. And, you know, they shut down. They gave us all like this uh, count number to file for unemployment. They're all over the news talking about how they take care of all their employees and all this shit. And I got an $8 paycheck during that whole time. And I was like, you know, like you're sitting there bragging about your shit on the news. Now you're rolling the sanitizing business. And, you know, you're coasting off of your beer sales and your sanitizer. And now that sanitizer makes everybody smell like fucking garbage rum or shitty tequila, nobody wants to shit anymore. You know, I'll take my chance with death. I don't want to smell like that shit. Like, I've never been a sanitizer (laughs) fan anyways. I'll use it in a pinch, but I'd rather just soap and water. Like, you don't need sanitizer that much. You use soap and water and you're fine. You know, that's going to kill all your bacteria for you're you. You're supposed sanitizer. to use sanitizer after washing your hands. You know, that's supposed to kill the rest of the bacteria on your hands. No, no, no. If you wash your hands for 30 seconds with hot enough water and good soap, you're fine. Fuck that. Is that the happy birthday song? Is it 30 seconds? I thought it was 20 seconds. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, 25, so 30 things. seconds. Uh, you know when your hands have been washed enough. You know yeah. when your shit is good and clean and when it's like, I just did a whatever job, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah I like, think it's like, actually 20 seconds though. Yeah. I think yeah. it's like 20 seconds and happy birthday, like really fast. It's fine. As long as you're not finger banging the fruit tray, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's all. Awesome. Uh, you want some muddled oranges and cherries in there? You want a lime oh, with that rum and Coke? Or how about, how about like dirty people that go use the bathroom, they go take a leak and then they just rinse their hands off in the sink. Like that did it. <laughs> probably not i can't oh they're I just can't. like I, I call people out like that i'll be in a busy bar restaurant and somebody will not wash their hands they'll go right. out there and i'll like hey, this guy did not wash his hands like i will point <laughs> him out 
Like, yep. I am not this one right here. It, it's gross shit. Filthy mother. Well, I like when I go to a public place with a restaurant or something like that. I don't touch door handles. I don't. Mm-mm. I don't. When I elbows, feet, knees, anything but no. my hands. No, when I'm walking out the door, like I use my elbow to push the door yep. open or my backside or something. Like if there's paper towel in the restroom after I'm done washing my hands real yep. good, I keep paper towel in my hand to open the door and then throw mm-hmm. it in the trash. And if you don't have your trash can right by the door, it's going on the floor. I don't give That's a right. That's <laughs> right. Put your trash can where it belongs by the door so I can use the, the paper towel to open the door and then throw it right there in the wastebasket. If and not, there's it's your this, problem. That's- that's the suggestion box right there. You know, we're not gonna answer it. Now you got a trash can. You're welcome. Ah, Kenny, that this hour so has funny. flown by, dude. Like this yeah, has been really a has. lot of fun. I'm I'm really glad that you came on, brother. Thanks for being on yeah. Tales from the Bar side tonight. Yeah, thanks for coming um, on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good times. Look for Lauren's OnlyFans. It's coming up soon. <laughs> Or Kenny's. Kenny might be doing an OnlyFans suit. Like you could do right. a mechanic one. You could do Ooh, like I could, you know, yeah, wear a white money. t-shirt, get it really greasy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All greasy. Have and it, like, like, lick my hair like just a, just a little bit of your like peck is showing. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll there show my collarbone or something. That's right. We're coming I'll up with V-neck. good ideas. I'll wear a V-neck. Slightly yeah. bent over a, a a couch of some kind, looking behind you. <laughs> yep. I'll have rips in my Levi's where it counts. There you go. Oh, there you go. It. Oh, yeah. Look at us coming up with great ideas. That's right. Well, uh, okay, listen, guys, if, it's, it, it's been ahead. an amazing time. Uh, Email about some things you've seen at working the bar industry or hanging out there or whatever, whatever the case might be. Send us an email. Tell us your stories. We might read them on the air. Um, you can get to us at uh, barsidetales at gmail.com. Or you can just send us a message on our Facebook page, send too. Send us a message on Facebook, too. Okay, fine. That's yeah, cool. Let's do we that. love that. I'm okay with that. It's it's not that complicated, people. It's not. Send us a message. Send us a send us a link to your OnlyFans. Maybe some of us that still have jobs will sign up. (laughs) Got the good. Anyways, uh, thank you all for being here. Kenny, thanks for coming on, buddy. We'll have you on again sometime. It was good to chat with you guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, I know I missed most of it, but hey, cheers. Happy birthday, dude. Oh, thank you very Happy much. Happy birthday, Remy. Happy, Happy birthday. birthday. How old am I again? I feel like I'm 21. Dude, well, well, no, you're the same age you were last year because this year doesn't count. It, we we took a vote and oh, wait, no. Really? Yeah, no. Oh, I'm oh, not. I'm not. I'm not adding this year to my age because I didn't use it. So no. Can we just wanna, put an A at the end? <laughs> <All right. laughs> or like point, point part two. two. Part two. Yeah, like I get a redo on 45. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.